This is April 25th, and this is the Bruins Beat, presented by FanDuel on CLNS Media. Welcome back into the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. My name is Evan Marinovsky. Hope you guys are having a great day, a great week. And on this episode, it's a big time for the Bruins. Up 3-1 on the Panthers. Uh, it was not looking so great after game two, but the Bruins go down to Florida, sweep the Panthers uh, in the two games, and they do it without Krejci and Bergeron. So on this episode, Connor Ryan and I dive into that and how Charlie Coyle stepped up quite a bit. We also get into the question of when should Bergeron and David Krejci come back? Should they be rushed back? It's the playoffs, obviously, high stakes, but the Birds do have this series in pretty good control. Do they really need them back so quickly? We also get into Matthew Kachuk, which has everyone riled up these days, even Linus Olmark, who wanted to fight him. So we get into all that fun stuff. And then we get to the big question of, do the Panthers have any chance to come back in this series, I know that'll get people a little riled up as well. You know, it's not over till it's over, but also in this series, hmm, Panthers aren't looking so great, at least over these last two games. So uh, we get into all of that in this episode. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Connor Ryan. <laughs> and we're here with Connor Ryan. Connor, what is up? Evan, I'm doing well. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. How was your time in the Sunshine State? What was it like? Give us a picture. Paint us a picture off the ice. Uh, muggy, sweaty, uh, a lot of strip malls, a lot of retail, a lot of bad drivers is what I expected out of Florida. But no, it was, it was a good time. Got a little, a little top golf in. Uh, you know, I was tempted. The Panthers Arena is right by, I think, the, the largest mall in Florida, Rainforest Cafe, right there. It was calling my name, Evan. It was calling my name. I didn't do it. You know, maybe, maybe if it goes to Game Six. Not saying that I'm willing a Game Six just to go to the cheese, not Cheesecake Factory. Jeez. Che- you're getting your, you're getting your I'm mall get, I'm getting, restaurants I'm getting my, mixed I'm getting, up. I'm getting my my cherished mall anchors. Uh, messed up but there's also a cheesecake factory at the mall um i'm not saying i'm willing a game six just to go uh to the rainforest cafe down in florida and experience all the great wildlife down there but i'm just saying i'm down there again i know what to do next thing you'll be saying is you want to go to bugaboo creek uh i mean i would love to go i would love to revive that place who who didn't celebrate a, a historic achievement in one's young life in new england if it wasn't celebrated at the bugaboo creek where uh a fir tree was was just chirping you the entire time. Just a legendary place. But breaking news, Connor Ryan wants the series to go six just so he can get to the Rainforest Cafe. Maybe Make the graphic. Make the graphic, Evan. Clip it. Clip it. Put it on Twitter. We'll do a reaction. I'll do the reaction like, like as, you know, like, oh, my God, as you're doing it. Uh, but anyway, by the way, I know people are going to get on me for this hat, this very cool hat I just got. It says Florida, but it's Florida Street Hockey. Florida street hockey. It's not the Panthers. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's just a cool hat. I feel cool wearing it. And that's all that matters. It's not supporting the Panthers. You guys don't have to worry. Um, Anyways, I know people are screaming in their cars right now. Like, get to the Bruins. Um, Anyway. Quite 
the time in Florida for the Bruins. I would say they even had a better time than you down there. Uh, if you, if you go to the rainforest cafe though, I will say you would have had a better time than the Bruins, but uh, nonetheless, they go in there, sweep the Panthers in games three and four uh, backs were kind of against the wall after game two. I know we did poke the bear and we both were kind of like, ah, eh, this might be a real series. Uh, Bruins go down there without uh, David Krejci last minute without Patrice Bergeron and get the best of the Panthers. And I look at that, Connor, and I say, first of all, that's impressive as hell. And, you know, I said to you after we got done finishing uh, recording game two, I said to you, I was like, you know, if they end up losing this series and they don't have Bergeron and they don't have Krejci, we're going to say, man, the big takeaway is life after those two is going to be really tough. Now, it's only been two games, but it is promising that, you know, your two Top paid centers, Pavel Zaka and Charlie Coyle, uh, who could be relied upon a lot after Bergeron and Krejci go, whenever that is, whether that's next year, the year after, five years from now, whenever it is, it's pretty promising that those two were as good as they were uh, down in Florida. Yeah, no, I both answered the challenge there, and it was a, a tremendous feat, I think, by the Bruins just to go down there and dominate a team like Florida, who... Um, again, is really good in their own building. And I think you look at Zaka, obviously, uh, you haven't really missed a, missed a beat with what he's brought on that on that second line where he's kind of slotted in. But Charlie Coyle, I think, he's a guy, I think he only technically has one point in this series, but that's kind of a he microcosm does. of like... I think I saw Scott McLaughlin, tweet, of, it, Scott McLaughlin tweeted out something like, oh, like Charlie Coyle has the same amount of points as the goalie. And, but you yeah, know, it doesn't show how good of his play has been. Yeah, you know? it's, I think it's like, a, that's a good way to encapsulate, I think, Coyle's value in terms of when he's on his game is it's not always uh, projected in terms of just his baseline stats. But I think you looked at that game three uh, win down there. He was a, a, a beast. And I got well, with all the different ones, people called him a, a monster. I think Marchand called him a goblin. A goblin. Just, that was the big yeah, one. The goblin. They, they, they were just reciting uh, Jay-Z's verse for monster, essentially, is what they were doing, <laughs> describing Charlie Coyle. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was one of those things where um, – he was impactful in pretty much all three, all three zones for what he brought to that team. And you said, you look at this team and where they were just a few days ago. And I don't think we necessarily were saying the sky is falling. Like a lot of people were, I think a lot of those errors from game two were self-inflicted, very correctable. But I think when you look at just the momentum shifts, you look at right ahead of puck dropping game three, you don't have David Krejci out there. You look at that first period where the Bruins were still kind of stuck in those, you know, uh, struggles on the breakout. Uh, costly turnovers, what have you. It looked like it was almost like a here-we-go-again kind of mindset. And to have that team pull through not only Coyle and um, and Zaka, but, I mean, we look back at, you know, at this series so far and how many guys have stepped up, whether it's Taylor Hall, Bertuzzi, Orlov, uh, you know, Grizzly stepping in. Nick Foligno. Nick Foligno. Uh, Lauko even has, has made an impact. Half the way, you know, providing well, the hits. And Jacob Lauko walking. finished a hit on Alex Lyon. Uh, behind the right. net, so there's also <laughs> exactly. that. <laughs> I mean, you can go down the list. We can probably list every single guy in terms of how they've contributed in some respect in this series, and it's a testament to uh, the depth of this team. If you look at the Bruins in the years past and they were dealt a situation where you didn't have Bergeron crazy, I think we'd all be like, yep, all right, well, they're up the creek. And it hasn't been the case. And, and, and again, are the Panthers like uh, a team like the Maple Leafs or the Avalanche or what have you? Probably not, but they still have a very good team, and I think people have realized that in this series. This isn't like a cakewalk of a, a matchup, and the Bruins have, with a very strong supporting cast, really more than held their own, especially in those two games down in Florida. 
Yeah, I mean, again, you look at game three, that was sort of a masterpiece in terms of structure and playing disciplined hockey. Uh, and then game four, Panthers out. That kind of reminded me game four a little bit. Was it game three or four of that hurricane series uh, in 2019 when the Bruins just compl- got dominated by the Hurricanes and then didn't give up? A go- was that game three? That was game three. That was yeah. like after the game where Brendan Moore was just like, yeah, I think we're, I think that's it. I think that's about right. <laughs> like, it's like after they had, they had, it was a great push by them and they got nothing to show for it. That was like the first period of game four where it was, you know, 10 nothing was the shots before the 10 minute mark. Um, and just nothing was going for, for Florida at all. Um, but again, Coil to me is the big story um, of the two centers. Again, as you said, we know we've seen Zaka all season step into a top six role. Coil has never stuck as a top six center. Now, um, the two games in Florida mean that he is good. You're fine. You don't need to go out and add anybody this off season. If Bergeron and Krejci depart. No, it doesn't mean that. But what it does mean is uh, you could potentially be a little more lenient with bringing Bergeron and Krejci back. Now I know Don Sweeney spoke on this stuff um, earlier on Monday uh, saying that uh, with Bergeron, we'll gauge his progression and go from there. So, We'll see. And Krejci, uh, you know, Sweeney doesn't believe he'll skate with the Bruins today as in Tuesday. Um, so, again, it doesn't seem like they're rushing them back. I don't think they should rush them back. But I don't think I've gotten your your take on this. We've been talking about on the postgame show a lot, whether or not to bring them back. Uh, but what do you think? I mean, do you rush those guys? I know it's the playoffs. The urgency is high. But 3-1 playing at home doesn't feel like a game you're rushing your two older centermen back. Yeah, I mean, one, I don't think they're necessarily rushing these guys, especially in Bergeron's case. I think Krejci's going to be out for a little bit longer. Uh, it seems like Bergeron's further along the timeline, but I don't think they've been in a case where they've wanted to rush him back throughout this series. If they were, they would have brought him down to Florida, even to skate, right? Even if he wasn't going to play, have him down there with the team. Didn't do that, kept him at home. Um, so I don't think they've necessarily been pushing an accelerated timeline for him anyway, but I think Jim Montgomery said it uh, post-game after game four, uh, you got the opportunity, step on their throats, end the series, and, and get rested as a whole team unit. Last thing you want to do is stretch this out, and all of a sudden you have more wear and tear with the rest of your roster in a game five, and you have to fly back down to Florida for one game and try to end it there. I think the more you prolong this series, the longer you're, you're just asking for trouble, especially against a team like Florida that can uh, do, do some damage, uh, I think, as we saw in game four. So I think for the Bruins, it's – Yes, maybe you want to give Bergeron an extended rest, but how about you get him in game five, get the rust off, take care of business, and then have another five, six days off straight for these other first-round series to be done. So, again, you can be damned if you do, damned if you don't in terms of how you want to approach that, but I can kind of get what Montgomery's mindset is, is, you know, take care of business and this, get everyone uh, rested up ahead of what's probably going to be a slugfest in the second round if you get that far. Picking right back up where we were talking about Bergeron uh, and Krejci, obviously Krejci undergoing testing. That does not feel like he's even uh, close to being ready for game five, unfortunately. Um, Although he was not great in games one and two, or especially game two. I didn't think he was um, great, but still you want him back. I'm I'm not advocating for, you know, sitting David Krejci. That's insane. Um, Bergeron's an interesting case though. As you said, you want the series wrapped up. You want it done. You want, you do not want to have to get back on the plane to go back for game six. Um, but I almost feel like that's why you'd start Omar. I mean, Omar's been on, been sensational, I think, in the series. Other, I mean, game two wasn't 
those weren't really his fault. I thought, I thought he, he's had a great series, but I think that's why you start Olmark um, in game five, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not keen on not rushing Bergeron back. Cause his thing is more, you know, uh, you know, as Montgomery says, you don't, you know, you don't want to tweak it. Uh, I don't know if this is something you want to push for in game five. I don't know. Maybe it's just me on that, but that's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you can. I probably go the the flip side of that. Where I mean, I already mentioned about Bergeron and where I think I see what Montgomery's mindset is in terms of, um, uh, you know, ending the series in five, taking care of business and resting everyone. But I also wouldn't be surprised if they take a look at Swayman in, in Game Five, just because um, I think you saw the fact that Olmark was a game time decision uh, earlier on in the series. Again, played fantastic down in Florida. That's not to say that he was hindered at all, but. In terms of reading the situation, if you're able to get him a game like this, that I wouldn't say is necessarily low stakes, but, you know, it's a 3-1 series lead. It's not like Jeremy Swayman is, uh, you know, a, a step down in terms of what he can bring to this team. We've seen that all season long. So would not be surprised if you're looking at, you know, taking care of business, putting yourself in a good spot to end it by adding a guy like Bergeron, getting the rust off there and ending things while also giving Swayman an actual game to kind of, again, shake the rust off there while giving – Olmark another day or two of rest. I think that kind of seems like a win-win and crosses off kind of all the to-do list in terms of what you're trying to do. Cause I think the last thing you want to do is just extend the series. So um, again, the, the quicker you get rid of playing against guys like Radko Gudis, who is intent on sitting on every player a hundred feet away from the play or Matthew Kachuk or any of these other guys, the better. And this series take care of business and rest up before Tampa, Toronto. Yeah, I actually agree with the Swayman thing. If you want to play Bergeron, but not, I'm, I'm, for, I don't want to play both of them. I want to play just one, right? Like, I don't want, you know, Olmark and Bergeron both need rest. Bergeron's obviously gotten a lot of rest during this series. Olmark has not. You're right. If you want to do the Bergeron Swayman tandem, do it. Um, but I mean, again, but real question can Swayman fight Matthew Kachuk? I think he can. I think Swayman can take on Kachuk, um, which is what I want to get into next. The Kachuk stuff. Kachuk was uh, fined $5,000 uh, for his cross-check on Hathaway. To me, and I said this in the post-game show, when I see the Panthers doing stuff like that, now I know the Panthers game is physical. I understand that. Um, I understand they have the edge. You know, they have players who play with an edge. I get that. But to me, Kachuk represented a team that knew they were done that knew they were done in game four. You look at the way he played. I know you want to gain the advantage. You want to get under their skin. That's really the only chance. I know the Panthers know this. It's the only chance they have at kind of getting back at the Bruins. Um, but I mean, my God, some of that stuff was just laughable from a team, from a team's top player like that, or one of the top players. I just found that to be ridiculous. Yeah. Imagine if like Brad Marchand did that and the the label that he carries in terms of also, I think how composed, Marshan has been in this series. Yeah, I, I think Ty Anderson said it best yesterday. It was embarrassing. That was a clown show performance from a guy like Kachuk. Your Hart Trophy, probably finalist, your best player, uh, on in a 2-1 series hold to, to goon it up like that and cost your team with repeated dipshit penalties and plays like that. It was laughable. Like, that's the, the last thing you need in a situation like that, whether it's the Hathaway cross-check late that leads to a power play goal in the second period. Had another late cross-check uh, that was questionable. Mucking it up with Olmark. Um, you know, it's just, you know, you hear all these things about him in Calgary. And it's like the inverse of, you know, when the Bruins got Zaka and all the Devils fans are like, this guy's not that good. You hear a lot about uh, Flames fans being like, wait till the playoffs, see what Matthew Kuchuk does and how he doesn't show up. There you go. Because that was embarrassing. 
Yeah, I mean, at least his credit, he produces a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, at least there's that. But you're right. I mean, the antics are ridiculous. Um, you know, could have broken a rib on Hathaway. Um, you know, you look at going at Omar. That's why I don't blame Montgomery for pulling Omar out of that game um, in, ga- in, in game four, because it's clear he's kind of just on a on a on a, you know, kind of a wrecking crew type crusade. The, will, the, the one thing I will say, though, is makes a hell of a villain. Man, he makes a hell of a villain. He's an easy guy to 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 hate if you're if you're a Bruins fan or if you're not a Panther fan. I mean, you know, and, and I will say, like, maybe this is unpopular. It's kind of good. He's that's a guy who's in a, a market like Florida. You know, I know people don't want to hear. I don't want to be like a Matthew Kachuk apologist. I think he's been an absolute ass this series. Um, but I mean, again, kind of freshens up a fan. You know, a a very irrelevant team down there um, and makes, you know, something to root against in this first round. I know people were all hot and bothered when we were saying like, you know, before the series on the last Bruins beat being like, yeah, the Panthers aren't a real opponent. Um, and they, you know, look, they've credit to them. They played a very good game one, good game two, um, you know, good at the start of game four. They've been legitimate at times. Um, but I just, I go back to, um, you know, the Kachuk antics and Gudis. I mean, you, you mentioned the Martian discipline stuff. You knew Martian was going to be disciplined when I think it was the beginning of game two. Gudis just like wrapped Martian up for an entire shift. Like just yeah. throwing it's, him it, around. Like, if, you're, if you're not going to call that eventually, it's like, what what else does that needs to happen? Like it's, I get playing physical, letting them play, but there's been all the times where he's literally just sat on a guy a hundred feet away from the puck. Like, yeah, no, it's laughable. It's laughable. Uh, before we finish up this conversation to get into some some bigger picture questions, I want to tell you about our good friends over at HelloFresh. HelloFresh is back. And no worries, Connor. No worries if you're not a pro in the kitchen because HelloFresh's foolproof recipes arrive pre-portioned and easy to prepare in just a few steps. They make it easy, which is what's fun about it. And it's not just for dinner. In fact, HelloFresh has you covered. For every mealtime occasion, from snacks and easy lunches uh, to se- to seasonal celebrations and festive gatherings, I was thinking about all the great uh, recipes that HelloFresh offers, and I just you know it's it's hard it's hard not to just think about it and be in awe of it. Uh, and personally, again, I love Hello uh, how HelloFresh makes me feel like a chef with fresh ingredients and creative recipes that make me feel again like a chef, and it saves me time in the kitchen. That's the best part of it. It's not something that takes a long time. You can get the long recipes too. But for someone like me, who's, again, I'm not Gordon Ramsay. All right, breaking news, Evan Marinovsky, not Gordon Ramsay. But I'll be damned if I don't feel like Gordon Ramsay sometimes when I'm in the kitchen using that HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Bruins50 and use code Bruins50 for 50% off, plus your first box ships free. That might be the best part of this whole thing. Again, HelloFresh.com slash Bruins50 and use code Bruins50 for 50% off plus your first box ships free. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Um, All right, so Panthers, uh, one game left in this. Oh, (laughs) I got ahead of myself there. People are going to say Evan thinks the series is done. But Connor, is this series over? Is there any chance the Panthers can claw back into this thing? I mean, yeah, you can never rule out any team up 3-1. I'm going to say it's insurmountable, but I think you just look at the way the Bruins are playing. I think you have to be encouraged by what you've seen. Um, they've really sorted out their, their issues. I don't think they even played like a perfect 60-minute game yet. Um, and There's rarely any – even the best teams in the league rarely play a perfect 60 minutes. But um, 
I think you look at just how much all these lines are firing off, even if they've been kind of jumbled all around. You've got um, Taylor Hall playing at a tremendous level for a guy coming off of his injury. Um, he's been he's looking like a heart trophy Taylor Hall in terms of what you've uh, seen for him so far. You add in the lift of getting Bergeron potentially back in game five. Um, just seems like there's not any like concerning trends, right? I think if the Bruins are going to extend – this series is going to be extended, it's going to be off the faults of the Bruins themselves as opposed to Florida changing anything up. We haven't even talked about like what the Panthers are going to do in net. Oh my God. I was just about, I was actually about to get to that. Uh, It is incredible what's going on in their net. Yeah, exactly. It's like between that where you don't know what exactly the best case scenario is. Paul Maurice kind of looks pretty bad for yanking uh, Alex Lyon in in game three when it really necessarily wasn't the, probably the time to do that. I guess you want to give Bob uh, some reps there, but um, so for a, a journeyman goalie like Lyon, I feel like that doesn't really bode well for his confidence. I need to throw him back up potentially for game five. So I just think there's too much working in the Bruins' favor and just not enough pushback from the Panthers in terms of other areas for them to score that I just can't see the series going uh, uh, beyond game five. Uh, dare I say, Connor, the Bruins actually have the advantage in Bob's in this series over the Panthers. The Panthers obviously have Sergei Bobrovsky, uh, but uh, the Bruins have goalie Bob. Baba Sensa. True. So uh, that's true. a clear advantage. Oh, I take Baba Sensa any day over Sergey Bobrovsky. My, are you kidding me? Easy, easy advantage. Um, but Lyon was an interesting thing. I mean, again, um, you know, made some wicked saves, but lets in some real softies. Uh, but I mean, nothing really changed going to Bobrovsky. It was not. It was kind of the same thing happened, uh, and Bobrovsky's rebound control was awful. Oh my god! Yeah, that, that game could have been. That game could have been worse. And what's funny is like Marshan's goal, for the, his first goal he scored um, in game four, it was a really nice save Bobrovsky made on Zaka initially. And then the puck's just laying there. Like he doesn't cover it up. You know, they're in shock. It's like, it's, it's sitting, it's, it's right there. Just cover it. Um, by the way, Taylor Hall, you mentioned, you know, who's leading the Bruins in points right now? Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall, all the people, uh, you know, people over the years who've said, oh, Taylor Hall, you know, not competitive. Bad in the playoffs, four goals, seven points. I know one of those was an empty netter. Um, but again, and Tyler Bertuzzi, by the way, uh, ranking second on the Bruins right now in points was six. So um, quite the array of uh, scoring they have there. Leading defense, by the way, stats-wise, Dmitry Orlov. So again, good, Don, good, Sweeney, uh, Don yeah. Sweeney strikes again on those. Uh, really strikes again. I've got to be honest, Connor. I don't see a way back in for the Panthers in this series. I don't, um, again, barring something drastic happening, but as you said, I mean, the Bruins have shown this year that to lose, it's got to be an extreme situation or they just kind of shoot themselves in the foot. And you saw that in game two with the turnovers, with the careless puck play. Um, now, again, you do that against a better team for a consistent amount of time. Maybe you lose, uh, but I don't see them um, coughing up the 3-1 series lead. I don't. I know people get annoyed. I know it's not over till it's over, as they say, but I, I just I don't see it in this series. Um, do you have any other like deep thoughts or big hot takes or anything from those two games in Florida for this series? I think we've hit on everything. Yeah, I think we've hit on everything. I, I would just say that um, you look at just wh- how much this, things could have gone wrong for this team, whether it's the injuries down the middle or even the all mark uncertainty. I think it's just, it just shows how deep this team is that you have so many guys stepping up and um, it's not like they're, you know, these are also like just puck luck going in the Bruins way right there. Like, you look at most of those goals scored in, in game four. You have Bertuzzi tipping another puck. You have DeBrusque at the net front. 
knocking home rebounds. Like they're doing things. They're not, they're not lucking into the series. They're dominating and scoring these goals off of doing the things that teams need to do uh, to score consistently in the playoffs. And I think you've seen that with so many of these other guys that I want to say supporting cast when you're supporting cast as guys like Pertuzzi Hall, DeBrusque, what have you, you're doing pretty well, but so many guys I think are following the script in terms of what you have to, uh, uh, what you have to do in order to consistently score in the postseason. I'm sorry, but what, what's the one thing that's plagued the Bruins in past postseasons? Depth scoring, and you're getting that. You're getting that in droves right now. And again, I know it's only four games in. It's the first round. Uh, you still have much tougher teams to play to get to that Stanley to the Stanley Cup. Um, but, I mean, again, it's very encouraging. And also, Linus Olmark's play in net has been outstanding. Now, again, the injury lingering, you know, what does that mean? We'll see what ends up happening with that, but that can be for another episode. We can get into that on poke the bear. We can get into that Bruins beat next week. Um, but the vibes are high. The vibes are high car. People are happy again. Maybe it all changes, but I don't see it changing at least for right now. Um, anyways, Connor, what can people look forward to from you over at uh, boston.com and the Boston globe? Yeah, we're going to have you covered every step of the way with game recaps, features, columns, breakdowns. We'll be, at TD Garden, we'll be a warrior. We'll be at every road game. We'll be everywhere. We'll be following this team however long the season goes. Everywhere at once. So, yes. So if you want to follow us, uh, again, please follow us over at uh, the Boston Globe and Boston.com. We have a, a great team of writers who cover everything that's going on in Boston sports. So please follow along there. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, can at Connor Ryan underscore 93. Go do all that. Also, uh, we've been having post-game shows after every game, but doing it with Carl Corazzini, former BU superstar, played some time with the Bruins and the Providence Bruins, the AHL, NHL uh, time. Um, that was been really interesting. I figured if, if you're not going to be on, I have to have some BU alum on. So it's, it's logical, move. right? I mean, on, obvious. Uh, make sure to go subscribe to New England Hockey Journal. That is Connor Ryan. I'm Evan Marinovsky. Bruins beat listeners. Have a great rest of your week. <laughs>